Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Novus International Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. Hubbard Feeds, research-driven and focused on helping you achieve your goals. Fibro Animal Health Corporation, healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. Lifestart Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition, distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. Eastman Animal Nutrition, visit EASTMAN.com. Find out how to optimize swine health and nutrition at Kemen.com forward slash swine. DSM can help you prepare, protect, and support resilience in your piglets, providing local swine expertise and complete, tailor-made solutions to help you achieve your vision. DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of pig care. My name is Clayton Chastain, your host for today's episode. Today we have with us Dr. Julia Holan, a recent graduate from Kansas State University. How are you doing today? I'm doing great so far. How are you? Pretty great. So Julia, would you mind sharing this essential fatty acid study with us? Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about two studies that were part of my PhD program with Kansas State University, essentially looking at both the mechanism of essential fatty acids as well as their role in piglet survivability and sow reproductive performance. And so within that, we had two studies, one conducted at our Kansas State University home farm, and then another in partnership with Smithfield Foods out at their research facility in Utah. And so we were able to understand or evaluate the role of essential fatty acids, both from a milk and colostrum standpoint, but also in terms of sow and litter performance. Gotcha. So um, what were you really, you, you were looking at like these essential fatty acids and the alpha linoleic and linoleic acid. Um, so with feeding those treatments, what did you really see and what were the treatments exactly? Sure. So for the main experiment that was conducted with Smithfield, we had four different treatments. And so different fat sources can provide different levels of linoleic and alpha linoleic acid. And certainly the vegetable oil sources have greater concentrations of those compared to animal fat sources. And so we imposed four different treatments. And the first was a control that had just half a percentage of choice white grease included just for pelleting purposes. So it was really low EFA content in the control diet. And then in the second and third treatments, we had 3% fat included as either soybean oil or choice white grease. So we had elevated fat content, elevated energy density, but the fat sources provided either low essential fatty acids with the choice white grease or high with soybean oil. And then we also had a fourth treatment, uh, which included both soybean oil and choice white grease. So we had elevated fat at 5% of the diet, but also still high essential fatty acids. So as sows entered the farrowing rooms, they were assigned one of those four treatments. So approximately four days pre-farrow, they were consuming those diets. And so we looked at changes in colostrum composition as well as milk composition in the Smithfield study as well. But we really wanted to understand what the role of EFA were on the sow's reproductive performance, but also litter growth and survival. And so in this study, we ended up having about 850 sows within each of those four treatments. And so the study was conducted over a total of year-long period of time, 
We followed both the initial farrowing performance, but then we also followed cows for a subsequent reproductive period. And so ultimately what we saw is really no differences in terms of sow farrowing performance in the initial lactation or in the subsequent period, but we did see advantages in body weight for the, the piglets on an individual basis and in a, on a litter basis for those from sows consuming high essential fatty acids compared to those consuming low essential fatty acids. In addition to looking at litter growth performance, we also looked at litter survivability and within those four treatments, really, we saw no differences in litter survival in either the first 24 hours, so prior to cross-fostering of litters, and we also didn't see any differences after cross-fostering of those litters, so from 24 hours up until weaning. And in this study, we did wean litters at approximately 24 days of age, so they were a little bit older pigs, but ultimately no differences in survival, but we did see those advantages in body weight for piglets at the end of the weaning period. Gotcha. So you did see these, so you saw increased growth from that, um, the soybean oil and basically feeding them more essential fatty acids. Um, so one question I had was, so what exactly is that mechanism behind the essential fatty acids in the diet? Like why, why do the sows and the piglets at this age need those additional fatty acids? Sure. So essential fatty acids are primarily secreted in milk of the sow. And so from the sow standpoint, as she progresses through parities, if she's not consuming enough essential fatty acids, she's gonna to have to mobilize her body reserves, whether that's fat tissue or protein or whatever, in order to meet that demand for milk production. But likely she's also mobilizing essential fatty acids that are stored within those cells. And so from a sow standpoint, essential fatty acids are really important um, because those essential fatty acids serve as precursors for uh, reproductive performance. But then on a litter standpoint, they're really important for brain, vision, vision, and immune system development. And so from a piglet standpoint, if there's higher EFA in the colostrum, we suspect that this might have, or this may improve survivability of piglets if they're provided higher EFA, just because it is so important in that inflammatory and immune system response. Gotcha. So I understand you graduated and you now left Kansas State. But do you know if um, the research group plans to do any more research in this field at all? Sure. So I, at this time, I'm not aware of any follow-up studies with our group specifically, um, but I know it has continued to be an area of interest within others at other universities, more so on the reproductive side for the South. But I think one of the advantages of this study, since it was conducted with really a large sample size and a lot of different response criteria. It does provide an opportunity to continue following on this. And so one thing that I think would be really interesting in, in this studies and those that have been completed in previous to this, really sows are only followed for one lactation period. And then when they're followed for subsequent, they're all transitioned back to a common gestation, a common lactation diet, which is usually low in essential fatty acids. So as I think about the sows, uh, likelihood of entering a deficiency in EFA in later parities, I think it'd be really interesting to follow sows for more than one parity just to see how those um, benefits of higher EFA intake may compound on one another as she progresses through multiple parities. And certainly this is a challenge to do because the sows mm -hmm. do take a long period of time. But I think that to really truly evaluate that potential essential fatty acid deficiency for older sows 
and also the advantages we saw in litter weaning weights, I think you do need to follow it for more than one reproductive period. Yeah, absolutely. I also think that'd be very helpful um, for the studies and hopefully eventually they'll work on that. Well, Mm -hmm. I think that's all we have. So thank you for coming on the show and to everyone else. Thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey everyone, we're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine nutrition related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it and share with us, feel free to send an email to nutritionblackbelt at swineit.com and we would love to take a look at your research.